from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We've seen a lot of changes in American politics over the years, particularly with President Trump, the America First movement, really reshaping the Republican Party. The Republican Party is now the party of the working class, of working class voters. Democrats, the party of coastal elites. I mean, we've seen recently even AOC, who purported to be on the side of the working class, now getting shut down, shouted down at some of the events that she's been she's been holding. People are now aware that she's a fraud, that the left are frauds on a lot of these issues. So what is this November, November 8th, this election, these midterms, what does it mean for that? What does it mean for this realignment? And what does it mean for the current Republican leadership? Is it time for Mitch McConnell to go? I think so. Will it be his time to go? And in some of these critical races, we have libertarian candidates on the ballot. Will they be spoilers? We're going to ask all these questions to my friend, Ned Ryan. You've probably seen him on Fox. He's on Tucker a lot with Laura Ingram as well. He is the founder and CEO of American Majority, a nonpartisan political training institute uh, whose mission is to identify and mold the next wave of liberty-minded candidates, grassroots activists, and community leaders. Since its founding in January of 2008, American Majority has trained over 50,000 candidates and activists. He's a really smart guy. He's a friend of mine. So we'll, we'll hear what he has to say. And, and what does he think is going to happen on November 8th? What are his predictions? All of that and more. Stay with us, Ned Ryan. 
Good to have you on the podcast, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be with you, Lisa. Last time I saw you was at a Bucks engagement party. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a total blast. I, I was telling my wife later, it was just fun for everybody that you've either interacted with on TV, that you've known of, seen, and we were all in the same room together. It was it was awesome. It was an awesome evening. And I typically do not stay until they shut us down, but uh, we stayed until they shut us down and then went to the after party uh, at the local pub. So it was a it was an awesome night. I did not get home till a lot later than I normally stay out. <laughs> uh, d- d- ditto, ditto. <laughs> but it was so much fun to see you and meet your lovely wife. Uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. But you know, and we had a great night, and things are starting to look brighter politically yes. in the country. You know, we, we've got the the light at the end of the tunnel coming up here, November eighth. How, how are you feeling about things? Well, I've always felt bullish about Republican chances pretty much the entire time. I I think I think what threw some people off, which frustrated me a little bit, was the attempt by the corporate propagandists and Democrats to somehow really sell a, a false narrative that Democrats had a legitimate chance in the midterms of somehow holding on to the House, uh, you know, I think it's a false narrative that they're going to hold on to the Senate, that they weren't going to get absolutely crushed in these midterms. And Lisa, part of it was just basically you you cannot escape the gravitational pull of of history. And a lot of trends that have shown along the way that the first midterm for a president is usually pretty, pretty brutal, especially if that president's below 50 percent in approval rating. And I, I, I've joked in op-eds and on Twitter, when a president is under 50%, on average, he loses 37 seats in the House in his first midterm. I don't know how bad it gets when you have a president that's under 40% in approval rating, where Biden is in, in some of these, these national polls. But to give people perspective, you know, in 1994, Bill Clinton was at, I think, 42% in approval. I believe he lost 53 seats in the House that year. Fast forward to 2010, Barack Obama was 45% in approval rating and lost 63 seats in the House. Now, there's different dynamics, obviously, between those years and 2022, redistricting, some of the lines have gotten hardened, all of those things. I have no trouble believing that the low end of pickups for Republicans in the House this year will be 37 seats, according to historical averages. But I'm starting to suspect it'll be in the 40s, if, if not higher. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think that uh, this race is ours. Obviously, we we can't get up, give up. We need a uh, you know full force ahead until November eighth. But you're right. I, I do. We live in this era where the media isn't interested in reporting the facts. They're interested in yeah. persuading. But what we've come to realize with 2016, 2020 as well, posters do too. Oh, I, this is the thing. I've been you know the psyops op, the operation on polls. And I remind people again in in 2020, the infamous ABC Washington Post poll in Wisconsin that showed Biden winning by 17 points the week before the elections. He ends up winning by 20,000 votes. And I have serious questions about whether he actually won that state based off some stuff. But 
still like 17 points and barely ekes out a win by, I don't even think it was a full point. And they were attempting to do the same thing this year, Lisa. I mean, this is the thing that frustrated me a little bit with some on the right and conservatives starting to panic when they actually believed some of these rigged and manipulated polls. And I, I've been highlighting over the last few weeks, registered voter polls are trash. They mean nothing. Garbage. Uh, they're garbage coming down the home stretch. It's the likely voter polls. And the likely voter polls have typically always shown Republicans winning the generic by anywhere from two, three, upwards of six points. And now what you're seeing is even these registered voter polls are showing Republicans up five, six points. So, you know, I, I just moving forward. And again, I'm extremely optimistic about pickups in the House. I think we're going to take the Senate. I think we're going to have a 30-20, if not greater, uh, Republican gubernatorial split. I think we're going to pick up state legislative seats. Secretary of State, Attorney Generals, I, I think it's going to be pretty definitive. But in the future, Republicans and conservatives need to look at polls with a very skeptical eye and ask themselves, are these properly weighted? Are these registered voter versus likely voter? And don't fall for these games again, because the corporate propagandists are driving a certain narrative and, and, and in many ways trying to suppress the vote by really trying to say, well, it's, it, you, know, you don't have as good a chance of winning this election. Or you're not going to have as definitive a win. Ignore them. It's not the truth. Well, and that's what it is. It's to suppress the vote and and also donors as well, Ned. I mean, that's we've seen Mitch McConnell pull out of Arizona, a race where Blake Masters is going to win. And he pulled out. He canceled almost 10 million dollars in television ads. Uh, Closer to 18 million, actually, by the time it's all said and done, which is a crying shame, which. To make matters even worse, Lisa, he's dropped, I believe, $7 million into the Alaska race, which is essentially two Republicans running against each other. Uh, it's just he wants Murkowski to win, who I think is a complete and utter disaster. But, but to highlight how bad it is, again, pulls out $18 million worth of ads from Arizona on behalf of Blake Masters. Quite frankly, Lisa, because he's made it known he hates Blake uh, and has spent $7 million in a race that a Republican is going to win regardless. It's absolutely insane. But but I would, you know, since we're talking about Mitch McConnell, I would remind people Mitch is far more concerned with 26 votes than he is with 51. And by that, I mean, he wants to have control of the, the Senate GOP caucus, no matter what happens on November 8th. And it's a shame because I would hope that he would have a much bigger, larger view of what's actually taking place in this country. But he can't get past himself. Do you think he will be in a leadership position? When Republicans take back the Senate, or is his time up? If I'm being completely honest, I sincerely hope his time is up. Yeah, me too. Uh, but, but I've been involved in leadership elections. My dad was in the House for 10 years. First of all, you've got to get a horse to ride, right? It's one thing to say we despise Mitch McConnell, and I'll be the first to tell you I loathe and despise Mitch McConnell. But unless you have a horse to ride in that majority leader race— it's you're basically for all intents and purposes howling at the moon my hope is that rick scott will step up and rick scott out of florida is the nrsc the national republican senatorial committee chair this year i think republicans are probably going to go 53 47 but even 54 46 and if he has a really successful cycle i think rick scott has the ability to stand up and say i can be I'm a legitimate option as majority leader to Mitch McConnell, but but the real question is, will he actually stand up and throw his hat in the ring? 
Yeah, I mean, Mitch McConnell. Well, they've they've been fighting a little bit publicly, so maybe well, they have will. been. I, yeah. I, I, I want to say, I mean, the, the you know, as Mitch McConnell has been really truly bagging on Blake Masters. What's probably not as well known is that Rick Scott went out of his way to help outside entities raise money to kind of fill the gap uh, in some of the outside spending in Arizona on behalf of Blake. So Rick, Rick is committed. Uh, to these races and actually making sure Republicans get the majority, which I would argue I'm not fully convinced Mitch McConnell is. Well, and what's important is, you know, Mitch McConnell just doesn't fit in with today's Republican Party. It has left him behind. He's a he's a, a relic. He is he part is. of the past and the party's no, changing. He, no, I mean, he's he's a complete relic of a Republican Party that no longer exists uh, that he's far more concerned. He's very myopic on what goes on. He wants to be in charge of the GOP caucus inside of the U.S. Senate. Everything else, in my my estimation, having observed him, is you know details. Um, but the thing that concerns me, Lisa, is we all know that if Mitch McConnell is not leader and nobody else steps up, you're stuck with a John Cornyn or a John Thune, who I would argue uh, aren't a whole lot better, maybe even worse than Mitch McConnell. I think John Cornyn would be worse because at least Mitch McConnell doesn't believe in today's Republican Party, but he at least can fight. Whereas John Cornyn, as we saw, sell us out with uh, the Second Amendment. Yeah. So I I agree. I don't trust him. I I think he's a nice guy, but he's just not right. And and that's the point is we've seen, you know, Ned, you've been witness. you've, You've been part of it. This massive realignment in American politics where the Republican Party is now the party of the working class, you know, the, the left, yes. is the coastal elite. What do you think this election means for that continued evolution of the parties and realignment? I, I, I have this has been one of my arguments, you know, coming into 2022, obviously in the primaries, which. So, so Lisa, when I do American Majority Trainings, which is an entity I started and run, I always remind people a couple of things. Politics is policy, but a party is what people say it is. And the people who say what it is are those that show up and win in primaries and show up at conventions. And I think the thing that Donald Trump did this year, which I wholeheartedly applauded, is that he went into primaries and made sure that he endorsed the strongest America first candidate in heavily contested races to make sure that candidate won. And so if America first candidates are winning Republican primaries, you begin to change the complexion of the Republican Party. It'll still say Republican on the storefront, but the essence will completely change. And I think you start to really see something change this year in which obviously Donald Trump was the beginning of it, but he's continued it in which the Republican Party's essence is is truly changing to more of America first. It's not going to happen just because of one election, though. I I would remind people this will take multiple elections, multiple primaries, but even more so. And and I've told Trump this. It's one thing for America first candidates to win primaries. Now you got to seal the deal. They've got to win the general. And when they win the general, then they become the standard bearers for the Republican Party as America first candidates. Quick commercial break. More with Ned Ryan. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Well, and of course, we were told that they weren't going to win the general election. But now Carrie Lake looks dynamite in Arizona. Blake Masters looks like he's going to he's going to pull it off. Oz looks like he's going to pull it off. I, I talked to my former boss. We just had on Chris Wilson of WPA Intelligence. He thinks Masterano yes. is going to pull it off in, in, in Pennsylvania. So you've got a lot of these guys. The media said, hey, bad or J.D. Vance is looking really good. He's going to win Ohio. And so you have all these candidates who the media was like, oh, they're too far to the right. They're not going to win. They, they look like they're going to win, Ned. Yeah. And I, I would also remind people you know, we've been focused a lot on the federal races. And obviously, yeah. it's hugely important House and Senate. The gubernatorial races to me are really fascinating, Lisa. You you mentioned Carrie Lake. I do think she's going to win. You know, in Arizona, the dynamic is I think we could sweep all the statewides, not only the gubernatorial, but secretary of state, attorney general, obviously Blake in the Senate. I think we could pick up three state house seats and three state Senate seats in Arizona. But then you move to Nevada, you move to Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, these are some really key battleground states for the 2024 presidential. And a lot of these states like Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, you have Republican majorities in the state legislature. What you've been lacking is a Republican governor to actually sign into law uh, election reform. For example, yep. in, in Michigan, Whitmer vetoed 39 election integrity bills uh, just this last year. If you have a Tudor Dixon winning and you pass those 39 election bills, I think you're going to clean up a lot of the questions that we have post-2020. Well, and also, like, maybe let's just try to get the elections done night of, you know, <laughs> so people can actually have faith in what's going on. This, to me, is an utter shame 
that the American election system is so wildly dysfunctional that we have done things, we are doing things in this country that many countries in other parts of the world left behind long ago. I continue to remind people, France in 1975 banned mail-in ballots. Why? Because of the massive amount of fraud that was taking place with mail-in ballots. Most of the world does not use electronic voting machines. I mean, there's a lot of different things that we should be doing. The, the thing that I love about Florida, where I know you're at, Lisa, are their election laws in which they start counting, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, all mail-in ballots three days before Election Day, and then on Election Day are counting Election Day votes so that the third largest state in the union can actually announce the results by call it 10 or 11 o'clock on Election Day. That's how every state should be doing it. Start counting your mail-in ballots three days before so that by late on Election Day, you can actually announce results. However, we all know the left doesn't want to do that. They want to have upwards of 10 days after Election Day to make sure they get enough votes to get the results they want. Well, and, and to your point, I mean, what's going on in your state, your governor, secretary, state attorney general, that's probably way more important than these federal elections, to be honest. One, to your point, to prevent the tomfoolery that we saw in the 2020 elections, but also just to stand up to this over-aggressive federal government that just continues yes. to grow and corporations. Well, to, to actually make federalism a real thing again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what about that? That we have <laughs> lost sight of that is actually a real part of what the founders envisioned for our constitutional republic, that all powers not granted, and they were very limited powers granted to the national government, were, were to be given to the state government. And all we've been doing over the last hundred years has been consolidating power into D.C. But you need guys like Ron DeSantis and others who are going to say, nope, that's not your right to do that. We're not going to give you that power. In fact, we're going to claw that power back. But I love it even more, Lisa. I mean, just even with this ridiculous CDC, all the kids are going to get as part of their school immunization schedule, the COVID, which isn't really even a vaccine, by the way, the COVID vaccine shot. I mean, the fact that every I think every Republican governor needs to make it very clear if they haven't already, we will not let this happen inside of our state. And that's another way to stand up and say, no, we're not going to let D.C. or these, I think, corrupt institutions dictate to us. It's not your right. It's our right. And we're not going to let it happen. But it also seems like Republicans are growing a spine. You know, obviously, I'm a huge fan of my governor, Governor DeSantis here. One, you know, what our uh, secretary of health did by or the surgeon general yes. here putting out a study actually looking at the vaccine saying, you know what, actually, there's a lot of real concerns for young men and what it does to their heart. And cardiac, but just really standing up to the media, standing up for what is right, standing up for freedom. And it's worked. I mean, he he probably could win by double digits here in Florida, which would be unheard of. So like you can have a spine and yep. still win over the middle. Win over the middle. Well, and, and I think the other thing too that's going to play into this year, I do think DeSantis is going to win by double digits. I think it's going to remove Florida from battleground status for 2024. I don't think Democrats are going to be able to consider Florida a battleground state, not only because of what Ron will do this year in a couple of weeks, but now he's put a lot of time and effort into boosting Republican registration. I now I think instead of being down whatever it was, 150 or whatever it was in 2020, we're up 200 or something like that. There's been a massive switch. It's like 265,000. Like that was even like a month ago. I haven't, or that was yeah. like a couple of weeks ago or something. So it's got to be, I'd have to check in with, um, my friends over there. But uh, yeah, but, but, it's significant to your about, point. But think about the fact that Trump won Florida by three and a half points in 2020 when uh, when Democrats held a six figure advantage in registration. 
So this all leads into, I just don't think Florida is going to be a battleground state in 2024, which frees up our resources to play in other states. Now, do you worry about any of these libertarian candidates uh, on the ballot in some of these critical races? I think like Arizona has one, Georgia, you know, will they be spoilers? My, my concern is there is the potential maybe in some of these statewides that are close for them to be potential spoilers. I have to tell you, you know, it's not one of the things I've really hammered on, but it is a complete and utter failure by the RNC to have not made sure that there's a Green Party candidate on the ballot in a lot of these states. And knowing how the RNC used to operate back in the day, I can tell you they put a, ton, a lot of time and money and resources into actually making sure that a Green Party candidate made the ballot. And if you look now, I would argue in most states, there's there's not a Green Party candidate uh, on the ballot, which is a shame. And we all know that the Libertarians will, for the most part, not always, but for the most part, take away Republican votes. So I would blame the RNC for not doing what they should have done, uh, you know, coming into 2022. Well, which is also frustrating because, you know, you look at what happened heading into 2020 and they weren't really prepared for any of that either. So it's like, what are you guys doing over there? You know, I mean, I've got, I know people over there who do good work, but it's just like, come on, you know, we need you. No, You and I both have serious questions about uh, how some of the resources are being used or not used at the RNC, but uh, you know, hopefully those things will change as we, we move forward and, and maybe just maybe, you know, the RNC will be run by a true America first person um, in the next Republican administration. Well, and also, I think people, we all need to be paying as much attention to this stuff as we possibly can, because we, we've seen what has taken place in this country over the past two years. I mean, they are hell-bent on destroying this country, burning it to the ground, and throwing us all in jail. So it's yes. like, it, it's a little bit more important, <laughs> you know, than well, when we were talking about tax cuts or Medicare or whatever else. Like, this is really important. Yeah, no, this is the one thing that I, you know, I see the Mike Pence's of the world out there and i'm thinking you live in a world that doesn't exist anymore i think he's stuck in 2006 and that's probably being generous it feels like he's running on um 1980s zombie reaganism uh like bro this world doesn't exist anymore that party doesn't exist we want people that will actually stand up inside of the republican party and first of all lisa reject the premise I think that's one of the things that more Republicans have to do, whether it's dealing with the corporate propagandists, whether it's dealing with maybe the CDC or all these. No, you know what? I reject your premise. And until you prove without a doubt that somehow what you're saying to me is the truth, I don't believe you. Uh, And and even more so, if you're going to come at me, I'm going to go right back at you. And that's why, you know, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis Blake Masters, J.D. Van, all these people that are coming and rising up to the America First movement. It, it's about time we had more of this, and hopefully we're going to see a lot more of it moving forward. Well, I'm glad you said that because I actually had a question I wanted to ask you in, in regard to that, Ned. Uh, so Tucker last night did a segment about Carrie Lake, uh, talking about how awesome she is because she is, but talking about how you know she's really good at just dismissing these false premises Trump was amazing at it. Uh, DeSantis is really good. He's, you know, he's been incredibly successful at doing the same thing as well. Do you think, have, have we been able to delegitimize legacy media with this? I think that we approach? are continuing the trend. I mean, I, if you saw, I think it was even the Washington Post was asked, asked the question. I don't think they expected this answer. What do you think is the greatest threat to democracy? 
And I think 59% if I'm remembering correctly said the greatest threat to our democracy is, is basically an illegitimate corporate media. So I, I think the American people are starting to realize more and more, although I don't think I, first of all, let me be very clear. The corporate propaganda still have undue influence in so many different ways. Although I'm really starting to see the trends over the last six years of their own volition, from their own behavior, they are delegitimizing themselves. And then what Donald Trump and Kerry Lake and Ron DeSantis and others have been doing is just highlighting and pointing it out uh, to the American people to, to show the lies, to show the fake news, to show the false narratives that a lot of the corporate propagandists want to push. Because I don't think, Lisa, they have – most of them do not have any desire in actually talking about the truth and actually talking about facts. They're out there to drive and amplify a narrative that they find beneficial for themselves and their allies in the Democratic Party. Well, it, it, of course, they're they're all liars, right? They they slander, they smear, they lie. You know, they're the all best part. The best part. <laughs> You've dealt with them. I've dealt with them. I have noticed, and I think this is an end result of having what I call indoctrination centers of higher learning, in which a lot of those that have come out of you know the university and college system have been taught what to think, not how to think. Yeah, so critical thinking point. is in in short supply. I would argue, and, and again, this might sound harsh, but I'm going to say it anyway. I would argue that the average IQ for the corporate propagandists has dropped considerably uh, over the last few years. Well, the, you're right. They don't critically think anymore at all. And like Even on it's vaccines, just, they're just like, go out and get it. And I'm like, there's just no questions about, oh, maybe we should have questions about why mRNA vaccines haven't been to the market like this before. Maybe we should raise the point that most vaccines have five to 10 years. of Like, just no, no questions. Just go out and get it. And if you don't get it, you're an anti-vaxxer and you're evil and you want to kill grandma. Or, or, or even or even more so, you know what? The Steele dossier reads like basically the National Enquirer. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's not true. Maybe we should actually ask questions. Where did this come from? Is it legitimate? Uh, does any of this actually make sense? Or is this just some basically fake dossier filled with sensational information that's meant to try and take down the duly elected president of the United States? And not only were some not asking the question, I think many probably did, realized it was fake, and continue to push it and hope they take out Donald Trump. Well, and it matters. And well, one and what they did to, to Donald, I mean, they robbed him of a lot of opportunities. I mean, he still was able to be really successful. But, you know, that does take a lot out of you if you're pushing back and having to oh. spend all this time on that. Yeah, no, I, I, I remind people for four years, even for longer than four years before he was even sworn in. Donald Trump was under nonstop, relentless attack meant to really take him out. What he was able to accomplish in those four years, though, is, is nothing short of incredible, knowing the real dynamics of what he was having to deal with on a, on a day-to-day basis. So just, you know, absolutely incredibly what he was able to accomplish. I have to tell you, if, if he had not been under attack, if obviously this whole COVID lockdown ridiculousness hadn't happened, if the corporate propagandists hadn't gone at him, as strongly as they did. I think you would have won re-election handily, and I think we'd be in a much, much different and much better place as a country. Well, absolutely. I mean, we, we they basically try to burn down the country. I mean, it, it really is sad. Who knows how many illegal immigrants have entered this nation since the beginning? But, you know, what's really sad to me, too, is you see the media lie on just really important things, like, one, cheerleading us into a war with uh, Russia, or, secondly, 
telling us that there's no big deal if you change a child's gender, which obviously can't happen. You are what God made you or That's right. you know, there, there's no ramifications of cutting a little boy's penis off or giving a little girl a double yeah. uh, mastectomy or giving kids puberty blockers, which is irreversible. Like just no critical Horrible. thinking with that or just taking a moment and being like, what are we doing to an entire generation of kids? I, I, I think, well, first of all, I, I've called the transgender movement Luciferian in which it is people standing up and saying, I shall be like God. I, I will turn a boy into a girl and a girl into a boy. I will be as God and, and do as I please. It's very Luciferian in its, its approach. But I, I will say this. I think that it is causing a massive backlash. So in Virginia last year, obviously, Glenn Youngkin wins. In a state that Joe Biden, by the way, won by 10 points the year before, Glenn Youngkin wins by two, 12-point swing. A lot of that started at the school board level, the parents' revolt against some of the transgenderism, the critical race theory, some of the awful, awful books that are being put into school curriculum. The interesting thing I've seen, Lisa, so not only do I think that influenced how Virginia went last year, I think we might be seeing some of this stuff happening in other places, like, for example, Michigan. In Dearborn, Michigan, in the last couple of weeks, Muslims and Christians have united to go after local school boards over their woke curriculum. And I think that could influence the gubernatorial race up there and help Tudor Dixon. And I would remind people, Dearborn, Michigan is 75% Democrat. So this isn't about parties. This is about concerned parents, whether they're Democrats, independents, Republicans, of all faith, all creeds, saying we're not going to allow you to push this truly demented and sick worldview onto our children, we're going to push back. And I, I think Republicans are absolutely right and should be doing more of it, standing up and saying, we will be working on your behalf. We will defend your rights as parents to decide what is being taught in schools. And the more Republicans do that, the more victories they're going to see. Well, and to that point, uh, Chris Wilson, who I had interviewed uh, with WPA uh, Intelligence, the pollster there, he said that the biggest movement they've seen ha has been with independent women for the yep. rare reasons that you just laid out. And I, I think we could see some really interesting things on November 8th with voters that like typically would be like, I can't deal with the Republican Party who are like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, we're going to go for this this time, considering the alternative. I, I, yeah, no. I, I totally agree. I think this is how you win back suburban moms, especially on the transgender issue. I can tell you, you know, where I'm at in Western Loudoun County, Virginia, you know, there are a lot of parents that spend a lot of time and money and effort on their daughter's athletic careers. And I think a lot of them have started to realize, wait a minute, if this transgender movement continues to accelerate, my daughter has absolutely no athletic future. So I think, I think it's been kind of a startling wake up call in which they realize if I truly care about my daughter and her future, I've got to find somebody that's actually going to help me fight against this transgender movement and push back. Well, it's not the Democratic Party, I'll tell you that much. They're all, they, they have bought in, they are wholesale for it. And it's the Republican Party that's standing up and saying, hey, we're not going to let, the, let this happen. And that's why I think you can win back a lot of suburban families by standing up on the transgender issue. Yeah, I mean, I played field hockey and lacrosse in high school in Virginia, and my parents would be up in arms if, if yeah, because it, it's just totally who, unfair. Who, by it's the like, way, like, you, but but like you said, probably would disagree with Republicans on at least half of the issues. Maybe, probably even more, especially up here in Western Loudoun County. But on this issue, it's kind of like what what's more important, my daughter's future or whatever other issue 
And they're going to say it's my daughter's future. That's why I think even though it might be, you know, disagreement on the majority of issues, they're going to probably back Republicans on this issue alone. So, I mean, I was telling Donald Trump in 2020, this is a great wedge issue in the suburban areas. Wish he had played it up a little bit more. But I think Glenn Youngkin and others have really fully understood. Yeah, we should actually because of what we're normal sane human beings for starters. But there's a real opportunity here just to simply stand up and say, we're not going to let this happen. Quick break. More with Ned. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Well, which is so interesting, too, because we saw people take COVID lying down. Not, uh, you know, not everyone. Right. Like there right. were, you know, we were fighting it and calling attention to all the lies that we were being told. But a lot of people really just took it. They accepted it. They accepted. Oh, OK, I, I can't. I got to close my business or and I, you know, and I, I, I get it. But like or I have to stay home or I have to wear a mask or I have to do this or that. And then it was like a sec- the second they started realizing their kids were being negatively impacted. That was when people started making some noise. You know, absolutely right. I, I remember this was probably March. I didn't, to be honest, Lisa, I didn't mind the first two weeks. Cause again, a lot of us were like, wait, what's going on? Is this, you know, the second coming of the black death, you know, the black plague after two weeks though. I mean, I really made, this is how I came to the conclusion. This is nowhere near what I think it is, what people think it is. 
I, I made the argument to somebody who was texting me, who probably people would recognize the name, very conservative, said, what's up with all your boomer tweets on COVID? And I responded to him and said, you know, I have come to the conclusion that as the DOJ and the FBI have become heavily politicized and heavily weaponized, I believe that the CDC and the NIH, who are all part of the same administrative state, have also become heavily politicized and heavily weaponized, heavily weaponized. And I reject the premise. I don't think that they are actually really – first of all, I don't think they know what they're doing. And second of all, I don't trust them. And quite frankly, that was March of 2020, and I think everything else has been – we've been proven right. Those of us that were standing up early said, we don't believe you. We reject the premise. You know, I think it's horrifying. I mean, as you were alluding to earlier, the Florida Surgeon General saying between, what, 18 and 35 for young men, is it 84% increase yeah, in like myocarditis? I think it was like 83, 84. Something yeah. massively and stag- staggering. And now Pfizer coming out and saying, yeah, that, uh, that shot really doesn't stop transmission. I mean, it's horrifying the social experiment that took place over the last two and a half years. And I wish more people had stood up and said, no, I'm a freeborn American. I don't believe you. So, no, I'm not going to submit to this. Well, what's really twisted is they originally, at the very, very beginning, said they didn't test for stopping transmission and that wasn't really the consideration. And then along the way, they changed their tune. And I don't, I personally think it's because they realized that young and healthy people would not get it unless they could shame them into thinking yeah. it was some sort of public good that they were doing. Yeah, no, absolutely insane. It almost felt like a dry run of something like how, how much, how many, how, what percentage of the population can we just get to submit to this, even though we really haven't given them a whole lot of justification for doing this? Then I have to tell you, little disturbing how much of American society was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, let's just lock down. Let's damage our kids' future. Let's destroy small businesses. Let's put ourselves into an economic situation. Yeah, all of this that took place in America's like, yeah, it's fine. Sure, we believe you. Like, again, goes back to, Whatever happened to critical thinking? Like, you know what? Hmm, I'm going to look at these facts. I'm going to look at these statistics. I'm going to have a conversation and use common sense. And then when you go through that process, you're like, yeah, no, I don't believe you. Oh, my God, Ned. I saw this video on Twitter. I don't remember who posted it, who did it, but it's this guy in a mask. It looked like they're in New York and people are entering a building and he has a, um, a lit roller. And he and and all these people walk up if people haven't seen the video. So he's like basically pretending like he's security at the door entrance. These people come up, he gets them to open their arms and he lit rolls them and then he lets them walk in. And nobody (laughs) nobody asks a question. That to me was like, wait, didn't you think it was kind of weird that somebody's standing at the front door lint rolling you and nobody based off that video even bothered to ask, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? And like, what what role of authority do you have that gives you the right to actually do this? Nobody asked a question. They just submitted to it. This is we kind of created a we really have created a society of zombie sheep. They're just kind of going through the motions. And it guys, it goes back to this whole. And again, this is a longer topic. We don't have to delve too much into it. But we really have allowed our public education system to become indoctrination centers where it's you're taught what to think, not how to think, and you have to just just accept what you're being taught, but you're not really learning how to think critically on any level. And so it creates a zombie sheep mentality of, well, this was a this is a uh, an authority, this is a educated elite, this is somebody who's an expert, and if they whatever they say must be true. So I co- completely shut off my mind. I do not even think about and examine what they've said. I just accept it because I've been told the experts are the oracles. 
they will tell us the truth. They're only there for our good, et cetera, et cetera, which is nothing but a lie. I wonder how much social media has played into all of that, because I believe it's the public shame that people have, I think, with social media have become so accustomed to wanting likes and to wanting to be accepted by like the larger population in a way that you didn't before because you had smaller sort of like communities and, you know, you're exposed to a smaller group of people. And so I think it sort of created this like social contagion. Everyone's afraid of being shamed or called names. I have to be like everyone else in a way that maybe we didn't have before in society. I I would agree. I mean, first of all, I think that it would be better if most American people were simply unafraid of whatever they were being called. I've been called everything in the book. I mean, literally, I've been called a racist, which is not even close to being the truth. But don't be afraid of what you're going to be called. Speak the truth. So that's an important step. But on on big tech, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I love Twitter. Don't get me wrong. I'm kind of addicted to it. If, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I, I'm on Twitter way too much. It's not really a positive thing for our society that Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Snap and all these other things have such a large role in our society. And it's troubling, Lisa. And this is why I've, I've argued for years, we need to break the monopolies up. I mean, if you, if you believe in a free market mentality in which competition leads to the best product for individual people, you can't have that when monopolies dominate the marketplace like Google, like Amazon, like Apple even. We've got to, the, the, the thing that Republicans need to do moving forward is take a strong stance on, on big tech and say, we're not going to let you continue in your current state because I do think it, they are an existential threat to the future of the republic for so many different reasons. And I think it's all the above, break up the monopolies, remove Section 230 exemptions, all of these things. But if we allow big tech to remain as it is now and continue on the trajectory that it is, uh, it will not end well. I totally agree. Ned, I could talk to you forever. Uh, unfortunately, I have a flight to New York. So <laughs> we're we're yeah, only wait. criminals are yeah, allowed yeah. to have guns. So. <laughs> is there no, any- it's been fun. <laughs> Yeah, Ned, this has been so much fun. Uh, Really smart conversation, as always. You always are every every time I I see you on and and talk to you. So I appreciate you joining. Anything else you want to leave us with before we go? Uh, You know what? You can follow me on Twitter, folks. It's N-E-D-R-Y-U-N. America Majority is is the entity I started. It'll be 15 years in January. We train people, state and local politics, how to win. Politics is policy. How do you actually win a seat so you can implement the right ideas? So AmericanMajority.org. Gosh, what else? Uh, you can check out my books at Amazon, uh, Restoring Our Republic and the Adversaries. And I've got a new book coming out, Lisa, soon. It's called American Leviathan, uh, The Birth of the Administrative State and Rise of Progressive Authoritarianism. Awesome. Love it. Congrats, my friend. Thanks so much for coming on. It was great to catch up. Thanks, Lisa. Okay, have a great day. You too. of American majority. He was great. I wish I could keep talking to him, but I, I literally have to get to go get a flight to catch my flight to New York for Fox. Uh, I want to thank Drew Steele for stepping in for John today and, and producing this. Thank you for listening every Monday, Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week and, and please go to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and, and rating. Thanks so much for listening. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.